Today's daf is daf Yud Dalid in Rosh Hashanah. We are on daf Yud Dalid Amud Aleph. We are 11 lines from the top of the Amud where there's one dot. Tanya Rabbi Yosei Agilili Omer, Be'os Becha Be'go when you gather your, uh, from your threshing floor and from your wine press, just like it comes to grain and wine, that since they grow from the water of the previous year, therefore their, their uh, ma'aser is taken based on the previous year. So too, anything that grows based on the previous season's rain, it's uh, also, uh, the tithe is based upon that year, the previous year. That's to exclude vegetables. That's unlike vegetables that are, grow from the New Year's rain. In other words, because they continually are regenerating, you, you pick them and they grow back again because they're constantly growing. So therefore, you see that the water of the continuous uh, rain uh, fuels and... Um, and, uh, you know, continues to cause them to grow. As Rashi says, he says, uh, that's why, that's why it says that the, the maser of vegetables, it goes by the time that they are gathered because they're constantly being rejuvenated by the new water. And that's what we go by. That's where they get the idea that, that, uh, and Rashi explains here, he says, this is where the Chachamim got the idea that Maser for vegetables goes by when you pick it. And, uh, he, and he says, it's an Asmachta Be'alma, because really it's only Derabanan. When it comes to the grain and the, and the wine, that it, those are Deraita, and there it goes by one third of the growth. So it goes by the previous year, not the year that they're actually harvested, and usually now it'll be Akiva Omer. Rabbi Akiva uses a little bit of a different language. He's explaining the same thing, which is why vegetables, the Maseo vegetables, is determined by when they're picked. But he says, what is the unique thing about grain and wine? It's not that it is that they are uh, nourished only by the previous year's rain. It's that they are nourished only by natural Rainfall, as opposed to vegetables that are also watered by human beings, alkol ma'im. And therefore, since it's based alkol ma'im, it's based upon human being and human activity, which goes all the way up to the moment that they are, uh, that they are being, um, harvested. So therefore, we, uh, we base their ma'aser on the new year, the upcoming year, not the previous year. My benai, what difference is there between these two interpretations? The difference would be the, uh, these very small onions and, uh, and the Egyptian bean, which is a, uh, uh, which again is a type of a kitniot. It's a type of a, um, it's a type of a legume where, uh, where you would, uh, where they, we go by when they take root. Like we said on the previous, uh, daf, that according to, uh, according to Rabbi Shimon the Pola Mitzri, you go by when it takes root. Now, it's not as we learned in the Mishnah, Bitzalim Asarisin, Upola Mitzri, Shemaname and Maim Shloshim Yom Lefne Rosh Hashanah, that if you had these small onions or this bean, that you didn't water them for 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, mit asrin then you, uh, you tied them based upon the last year, umutarim b'shvi'it, 
And even if the upcoming year is uh, Shemitah, they're permitted because they go by the previous year. However, if you continued watering them through those 30 days and you didn't stop before, so then they would be, uh, they would go by the new year and not by the previous year. Rashi says, In other words, you didn't water them for 30 days before Rosh Hashanah and then you picked them after Rosh Hashanah. And um, Rashi says, Rabbi Yosei Aglili, itleha matnita. Because the question is, what's the machloka between Rabbi Yosei Aglili and Rabbi Akiva? Here, Rabbi, Aki, Rabbi Yosei Aglili would agree with this. Why? Because this is saying that since it was, it was uh, raised only on the water of the previous year, Right, so that's why it only had water from the previous year, and therefore whatever whatever is there is from previous year. It doesn't matter according to Rabbi Akiva when the water was delivered. It depends what kind of water is delivered, and since it is irrigated by human hands, it doesn't matter that they stopped thirty days before. Right, it, the fact that it, the irrigation is in human hands means that you go by the upcoming year, not by the previous year. You go by the year of the harvesting of them, and not by the year that they were planted or anything like that. And then, the, interestingly, here in the Rashi inserted in the Rashi, some say that this is not really from Rashi, but this is actually an insert that was placed here by uh, editor. Is another interpretation that's brought uh, in the Rushalmi. Uh, that is, uh, you know, that kind of reads this the opposite and says that uh, that Rabbi Akiva would be the one that this Mishnah followed and that Rabbi Yosei Aglili would be the opposite. That's another discussion. But seemingly, Rashi really is holding by the first interpretation here. Now, um, we know that there's a machloka between Beit Shemayin Beit Hillel. When is the holiday, the Rosh Hashanah for the trees? Is it the first Shvat or the 15th? Ma'itam, what's the reasoning? Am Rabbi Elazar, Am Rabbi Oshayahu, Il V'yatsuov Gishmei Shana. By then, of Tukufan Bechutz, since the most of the rain has already passed by the time you get to Shvat in Israel, most of the rain has already passed by Shvat, and still the majority of the season is ahead of you. So what does it mean? What, what does that even mean? Even though most of the winter is still ahead, meaning we're not up to the spring yet, it's still, uh, that we're not up to uh, Nisan yet, the time that's really the uh, new season, and yet most of the rain is, all, uh, is already gone. Most of the rain of the year is already past us, and therefore we say that, the, that anything that grows after this is a new growth, meaning that's why the cutoff is there, because whatever rain was going to fall for the year has already fallen, and uh, so whatever is there on the trees now uh, is f- as a result of that previous year. And we start counting to the new year, anything that grows on the tree after that point. One time Rabbi Akiva picked an etrog on the first of Shvat, and he kept two different maser. One was like Beit Shammai, one was like Beit Hillel. Meaning to say... That since, according to Beit Shammai, the first of Shabbat is already the new year, so that means whatever the upcoming year is the year that it is. So if it's the, let's say the upcoming year is the third year of the Shemitah cycle, so the Masrot of the third year, which is the Maser Ani, would apply. But if, it, according to Beit Hillel, that the cutoff is actually the 15th of, of Shabbat, so that means that whatever he picked was really from the previous year. So if the previous year up till now has been the second year of the Shemitah cycle, so it would go by the second year of the Shemitah cycle, instead of having Maser Ani, you would have Maser Sheni. So it says he took both Masrot. Tosfot explains that he took the, um, he, the what he did was that he, uh, he, he basically did it uh, double in, in one shot. That was how he managed it rather than taking two 
separate Maserot, but the but the point is that he separated the uh he, or like he separated Maserani and he gave it to them to take to Yerushalayim or whatever. But he um the point is that he wanted to fulfill both opinions. It wasn't that he was trying to satisfy Beit Shammai and Beit Nagba. He was actually trying to satisfy the opposing opinions of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabban Gamliel. The Tanakh says in the Mishnah, Etog Shavel Ilan Begimodachim. Because you see that that he, it's talking about an etrog, so it makes sense that he would have really been dealing with their machloket. That the etrog is similar to the tree, to a regular fruit of a tree in three ways, and it's similar to a vegetable in one way. It's similar to a tree in three ways in terms of the halachot of orla, of new fruits, the first three year, years of a, that a tree is uh, giving uh, fruit, that it's prohibited to eat it in the Uvai, and also that the fourth year you have to take the fruit up to Yerushalayim and eat it only in Yerushalayim. And then also with regard to Shvi'it, the halachot that apply to Shvi'it are the halachot that apply to a tree for the etrog. However, there's one difference, but the there's one way in which it's similar to a vegetable, which is Shebeshat Kiptoisol, that when you pick it is when you, in other words, if, even if it grew last year, if you pick it this year, then the year of the Maser that it's, that governs it is this year. That's Rabbi Gamliel's position. Rabbi Eliezer says, no, we always treat it like an Ilan, meaning that if the fruit formed on the tree in the previous year, even if you pick it in this year, it goes by the previous year, not this year, because we follow in all respects, we treat an etrog like a uh, regular tree. Okay? And that was the machloket. In other words, according to that, that was what Rabbi Akiva, why he had two masrot, because since it formed the previous year, but he picked it this year, so therefore he separated the master from the previous year and this year because he wasn't sure uh, whether it should go by the for- the uh, formation of the fruit or whether it should go by the picking of the fruit. Now the Gemara asks, how could it possibly be that he would keep two stringencies? This is before the Batkol, the divine voice that declared that the Halacha follows Beit all the time. But before that, you could follow Beit you follow Beit Shammai. Now the Halacha officially was like Beit but if you wanted to be consistent and follow Beit Shammai, you could. Right? The only thing is... That if you take the leniencies from Beit Shammai and the leniencies from Beit Hillel Rasha, that's wicked. But if you take the stringencies of both, the fool walks in darkness. In other words, it's stupid, foolish to keep the stringencies of both. If you're going to follow Beit Shammai, take the leniencies and the stringencies. And if it's like Beit Hillel, follow them in their leniencies and stringencies. Don't mix and match. Okay, so the point is, why would Rabbi Akiva try to fulfill both Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai? One says the 15th of Shvat is the Rosh Hashanah, one says the first. Rabbi Akiva, Gimarei, Istapakle. The problem was Rabbi Akiva was confused about his tradition. In other words, he wanted to only follow Beit Hillel. He wasn't trying to satisfy the machloket between Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai. He only wanted to follow Beit Hillel. The only thing was he could, he had a confusion in his tradition whether Beit Hillel was the one that said 15th of Shvat or Beit Hillel was the one that said 1st of Shvat. So since he didn't know how to follow Beit Hillel, that's why he ended up in that difficulty and had to do both. It wasn't an issue of Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai, but rather an issue of Rabban Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer. Right? Uh, so the thing is, So it's, when it comes to uh, the first of the, uh, uh, of, um, of Shvat, so there, 
Um, Rabbi, so Rashi explains, Rabbi Yossi bar Yehuda, the Amar Shem, the Hagba Minhag Ban Gamliel, Israel b'Maser Ani, Kedin Shlishit, Im Ken, Kebet Shamai Svirale, Nechal Shashana Ayo, Likibet Yilel Kitata Vachanata, Vachanata, Vachana Achatava. In other words, he must obviously be holding like Bet Shamai then, because it says that the story happened on, that he picked the fruit on, uh, on the first of Shvat. So he must have been holding that way because if he were holding like Beit Hillel, then the picking of the fruit and the forming of the fruit, they both happened on the previous year. In other words, now we're switching back. In other words, according to the opinion that he was actually trying to satisfy the opinion of Beit Hillel versus Beit Shammai and, and he wasn't sure what Beit Hillel said and what Beit Shammai said, fine. But if we're holding the other way, that no, he knew what Beit Hillel said. Beit Hillel says the 15th of Shvat. Beit Shammai says the first of Shvat. The only machlok that he was concerned about was, do you go by the year that the fruit was formed or the year that the fruit was picked? But here, if you picked it on the first of Shvat, unless you hold like Beit Shammai, then for sure, the formation and the picking of the fruit were the same year. Because it's only the first of Shvat, it's not the 15th. And we're saying you hold like Beit Hillel. So it says, no. So it says, either Rabbi Hanan or Rabbi Hananya said, We're talking about a fruit that completed its formation already before the previous Tu B'Shvat. In other words, it's already been a year since it's been in existence, right? And it could even be before that. Meaning the fact that he picked it on the first of Shvat is not significant because actually this fruit formed on the tree over almost an entire year ago. Okay, and it already passed the Tu B'Shvat. So the formation of the fruit and the picking of the fruit would be in two different years. Even six months ago, it was already in two different years because it was actually formed before the previous Tu B'Shvat. So why then does it mention that he picked it on the first of Shvat of this year? Because that's just what happened. But really, that wasn't significant that it was the first of Shvat. What was significant was that the picking of the fruit and the formation of the fruit were in two different years. And it would have been the same if he had done it last the previous year on the 16th of Shvat. It would have been the same question because the picking and the formation happened at different years. You could fix it another way instead of going all the way back a year and saying that actually the fruit formed on the pre- before the previous two bishvat. And therefore, any time in the ensuing year would have been just as relevant to ask the question whether the picking of the fruit is determinative or the... Um, or what determines the situation is the formation of the fruit. You don't have to say that. You could say that it actually happened. The picking of this fruit happened on the 15th of Shvat. And, and he was holding like Beit Hillel that it's a new year. But again, the question is, do we go by the picking of the fruit or when the fruit was formed, when we're determining what to do with that fruit, what the status of the fruit is. Once, according to Rabban Gamliel, we're already saying that picking the fruit is what determines, when you picked it, is what determines what maser you're going to, you're going to apply to it. So, that's exactly what you do with a vegetable. So, so then the Rosh Hashanah for fruits and etrog should be for, which should be tishrei, because you're saying that etrog is the same as a vegetable. Vegetable goes by tishrei, not by tubishvat. Maybe but there is an objection. If you picked an etrog on erev tu b'shvat, before sunset, and then you went and picked another etrog after the sun went down, you cannot do truman maser for one on the other. Because there are two different years. One was before tu b'shvat, one was after tu b'shvat. What do you see from this? You see from this that tu b'shvat is the Rosh Hashanah, even according to the opinion that says that picking it is what determines the year, 
Still, we're using two Bishvat as our cutoff. If we were going from the third year into the fourth year, the third year has Maser Rishon. Every year has Maser Rishon except for Shemitah year, right? which is what goes to the Levi. And then the third and the sixth year have something special. They have the poor person's Maser instead of Maser Sheni. So if it was a third year fruit, it would be subject to Maser Rishon for the Levi and Maser Ani. If it's a fourth year fruit, it will be subject to Maser Rishon for the Levi and Maser Sheni that you have to bring to Yerushalayim to eat. Right? So what do you see here? Now in this Baita that features Rabbi Shimon ben Alazar, uh, he's talking about picking the fruit being what determines the status of the fruit, right? So that's Rabban Gamliel, the Katani Shvat, and it's still using Tu Bishvat as the cutoff. So we can't say that it's Tishrei just because Rabban Gamliel compares it to vegetables in the sense that picking the fruit is what determines the date of the fruit. That doesn't mean that he, that he doesn't, that he ignores Tu Bishvat with regard to Etrog. He doesn't. Eliad Af al Gav, uh, even though Rabban Gamliel said that when it comes to etrog, we follow the picking and not the forming of the fruit, just like a vegetable. We go by when it's picked to determine what year the masrot of which year are going to apply to it. Rosh Hashanah, even so, the Rosh Hashanah of uh, the etrog is still Shivat, even though it is treated in certain ways like a vegetable, not with respect to what day its cutoff is. It's still Tubishvat.